0: welcome to the fearless female entrepreneur podcast where you learn how to set aside your fears and limiting beliefs and step into the entrepreneur you are meant to be hi there i'm your host katarina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for female entrepreneurs and your personal cheerleader to success i teach female entrepreneurs just like you how to identify and overcome your limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome mindset step into and ignite your confidence and unapologetically show up in your business as the fearless entrepreneur you are born to be. Each week, I share the wisdom, tips, insights, and motivation you need to overcome doubts and obstacles holding you back from success. You will walk away feeling empowered and ready to take bold action towards your goals and dreams. So if you're ready to build the life and business you dream of, let's jump in. Hi y'all, welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining us today and I'm super excited to introduce you to Jillian O'Keefe. She is an Instagram strategist for female online influencers, helping them increase their Instagram engagement in an authentic way. No sleazy and uh, spammy tactics. Um, She works with her clients to create a following that is in love with their brand. And I have to say, from taking your mini course and following you, I love how you approach growing your business on Instagram in this like just authentic get to know people engaging type way. Before I ever met you, it was the old tactics of D DM, cold DMing people and and all the salesy fear tactics and stuff. So I am so excited that we got connected along the way. And um yeah, so welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and I It's funny that you say those sleazy tactics and that I'm thrilled when you, that you found me and I'm thrilled that, you know, we've connected too, because those tactics are still going around Instagram. So many people still use them. There are people who teach that and it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good in the moment to reach out to a prospect cold, you know, DM, email too, but DM on Instagram and. To say, hey, you want to join XYZ or do you want to buy XYZ? It's just it doesn't feel good and on either side. so I like to work with people to help them kind of change that you know you know stop doing that and teach them the way to do it and, and actually get results that work for them, work for the other person and um, feel good you know that you actually want to go in and talk to these people.
0: Yeah, I've I've noticed an uptick in the amount of sleazy DMs I get. And it's funny because what I'm noticing is this pattern of, um, I'm, I'm guessing they're learning from the same people because it's always like, oh, you're a coach too. How long have you been a coach? And I'll get them every day. And I laugh at those because in your mind, you think, oh, that's probably genuine. But as you start to get more and more people getting into your DMs saying it, you're like, wait a minute. Is that- yeah. It's like an old-fashioned pickup line from a guy. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, it really is. That's such a good analogy because they they do all have the same format. And if they don't immediately go right into the cold pitch, you kind of know that if it's just a connection, email or a DM and they're good, you know, you can kind of feel that they're going to start going into the pitch as soon as you respond. It just, it's the format. And I mean, I'm sure it works in some instances, but overall- it doesn't. And there are easier ways to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit about you. I think you just celebrated, was it six years in business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was at six. I think it might be seven years in business, six years, um, outside of my nine to five, um, last week, I left my job in 2015. Um, But yeah, so I started as a VA back in 2014 and kind of grew a little bit by little bit and then realized along the way that VA stuff, while I was good at it, was not what I loved to do and that social media was where my heart was. I actually have a post that shows up in my time hop every year from probably 10 years ago that said, I wish there was a job where I could just pin things and paid for it. And it was hilarious at the time because I was doing Pinterest. I no longer do, but I was doing Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and there, here I was doing the stuff that I, you know, had wanted to do and getting paid for it. Um, but then as I even got into Instagram, sorry, got into social media more, I realized that, there were parts of it that I wasn't, you know, it was kind of boring to me and I was looking to, you know, grow my business. So I zeroed in to Facebook ads and Instagram and then added in a little bit of writing because I like to write. But the writing didn't last long. Um, and I ended up, because I like to write, but I like to write for myself and not other people. Um, and once I realized that, I'm like, I don't really love Facebook ads either. It's a lot of stress. You're playing with real money. Um, and it's just, if it, if it bombs, you're fully responsible for that. And I'm just like, I can't handle it. So, and I've always had a love for Instagram since it's very creation. So I zeroed in on just Instagram and I've been doing that for about two years now. Um, and I still love it. Like I did before. And there's, it's one of those things that I just can't seem to get sick of, which is probably a good thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Instagram, you know, I, I at first resisted it because it was so com- for, for most of us, we started on Facebook when Facebook yep. first started and, and there was a comfort level and Instagram was like, take pictures. I'm like, I don't even leave my house half the time. How am I going to take <laughs> fancy pictures? And it's become something so different, but it's, it's kind of like you get gravity because it is still picture oriented. It is still graphic yeah. oriented. And mm-hmm. um, I've met some of the greatest people on Instagram, just through Instagram. Some of them, I can't even tell you how, but we know we connected on Instagram and it's just become your, your, your Instagram friends. Like, you know, you may never meet them in person ever. I met somebody funny story. I don't remember how we connected I had done an Instagram story about my manifesto. I have a manifesto printed out. And I said, if anybody wants me to mail one, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so she said, yes, I don't know how she followed me, but she turns out she lives around the corner from me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like we met on Instagram, didn't know, you know, like we, she sent me and I'm like, that's my zip code. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, I gotta Google this. And I'm like, she lives around the corner from me. (laughs) That's crazy yeah, small world, Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it is it's I am the same way I've met a ton of wonderful people on Instagram, and some of them have become really good friends of mine. Um, and maybe we'll meet in person one day, but it's likely we won't, and that's okay. It's I don't know. it's there's a great way to connect without needing to have you know the in-person connection. You can still find that support there, which has been amazing during the last year with the pandemic.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And when you use Instagram properly, you can still continue meeting friends, even though you're sitting in your house behind a computer. Yep,
1: yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you love about Instagram um, and some of the things that frustrate you and maybe it's kind of like some of those myths, you know, that we all hear that, yeah, we all buy So.
1: I think the biggest thing I love about Instagram is the fact that it, we were just talking about is the ability to build a community on there. And it. I feel like it is much easier to do that on Instagram than it is on Facebook. Facebook, I feel like you post something and it just goes out there to the masses. And while you can have, you know, tons and hundreds of thousands and millions of followers on Instagram, you tend to have a good hub of people that you just that always see your stuff, always comment, always DM you. And it's easy to do that on Instagram. And I like that because one, the support. But two, you just feel like you're actually connecting with a real person. It doesn't feel like it's going out into I don't know, the abyss and never being seen or never really no one's ever getting anything from it. Um as for what annoys me about Instagram I would say it's probably the the well, there's probably two. The amount of times that they change things on there, I don't mind the little tweaks. Or I'm sorry, no, change that. I don't I don't love I don't mind the big changes because the big changes bring about new things, like in August when we got reels. Like that was very exciting. What I don't like are the little tweaks that they make constantly that drive people batty and myself included you got to change the format. I understand that, but do you have to change it? You know, every week do you have to, I mean, they do, they have to play with things. I know they've it. it's the only way to go about it, but that's probably the biggest thing that annoys me. Um, the other thing about Instagram that drives me crazy is, um, the spammy, the people who go on there and use it to spam people, whether it's the way we were talking about earlier, sending the cold DMs, or it might be the people that leave you comments about venereal uh, diseases <laughs> or, <laughs> or try their new Bitcoin products or whatever. It's those.
0: That's my favorite. Is like, I worked with so-and-so. She was amazing. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> what?
1: I, and here's a fun tip, though, about those. Don't delete them. I mean, obviously, if there's one, because there is one that goes around about herpes. <laughs> if that bothers you and you don't want to leave that on your, your post, I get it, delete it. But if it's one about Bitcoin or your, um, there's another one, uh, asking you to collab with you or whatever, leave them there and even respond to them because it, it's a comment. Like it may not be the authentic dreamy comments that you, you want, but they're comments and they help boost the engagement in the end. So just leave them there respond to them you can be a little snarky if you want to um or leave a funny response but leave them there
0: um (laughs) I didn't even think of doing that I just say thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) I it depends on whose account if it's on my account I tend to say something like a little funny kind of I mean more for the people who read my comments the person who left that is not going to read that it's very unlikely they're going to come back but um if I'm on if I'm on my client's account I tend to keep it like a thank you or a great job or something like that. Um, as for myths, there are many. Um, I know, I mean, myths when it comes to Instagram tend to be things that are taught to people. I know it was a really big thing um, a couple of years back and it seems to have made a comeback, um, which is tagging when you post something. Tagging eight million people in the on the on the image, not in the post, but on the image. Yes. And somebody was teaching this as a great way to connect with people because they're like, well, if you tag them, they're going to come look at your post. And while it may get somebody to do that because they're going to want to remove their name from the photo, in the end, what happens is you lose that person's the potential of that person ever following you or engaging with you. And when you have that influx of following um, people viewing your content and then you stop, so let's say you tag a photo, you have those 30 people that say come in, remove their name from the post, and then you post again tomorrow or the day after and you don't tag anyone and nobody comes in, it tells the algorithm that you no longer have this great interest in that post, in your post. And so it shows it to less people that time. And then you post again and you don't get a lot of engagement and it shows it to fewer people. It is better to do things organically and not do the spammy techniques that you see a lot of people teaching you. It just goes around, things I guess are cyclical because they they happen and then they go away and then they come back again.
0: Well, that's interesting because I I did it a few times recently to test it because I had never done it before. But then I thought to myself, if I'm already tagging them in the post, why do I need to tag them in the image?
1: And let me make it clear when I say that. What I mean is what what you wrote in the caption has literally nothing to do with them. So it would be like... Okay,
0: okay. Just randomly um, tag 30 people in the image itself or
1: something. Yes. So if if there was somebody who, you know, another Instagram strategist who had a smaller following, following than me wanted to connect with me... And I don't have a huge following, but they wanted to connect with me and they tagged me, but the post had literally nothing to do with me, not the caption, not the picture. And they tagged me. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. If you are talking about them in the caption and then tagging them in the photo or they're in the photo, that's fine. That You should absolutely do that. And the reason I can answer your question why you would want to tag the photo is because then it shows up and they're tagged on their Profile oh, okay, it and shows up they're in their button. tagged yeah, feed okay. the tag button. Okay. If, if you're somebody who has a following that's pretty into checking everything that happens with you, you have the potential that person has the potential of um you know getting a new follower or finding a new follower or vice versa.
0: Got it. Okay. That's interesting. I forgot about the the mass tagging. Uh, I used to get tagged in random like people yep. I didn't know would tag me in their actual post. That's weird, and, and that is just like spam and and bots and or whatever. But I just get, you just get frustrated. Like, yeah, why are you tagging me? I don't know you.
1: <laughs> it's led to a lot of bigger influencers turning off the ability to tag them, which stinks because I can't. I think Shilling Johnson still allows you to tag her, but I know she's turned it off and on here and there. But that stinks for her because she is somebody who loves to share other people's content. Yeah. And if somebody ke- keeps tagging her and tagging her and she turns off the ability to tag her for everyone, there's no real way for her to see what her, her followers are sharing that do involve her. Like, you know, maybe doing her workout or yeah. her, one of her courses and she can't share that then.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just, just don't do it. It's, it doesn't look good. It annoys people and it doesn't, it's not effective. It just doesn't, it doesn't do a thing for you.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good tip. Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome.
0: So, so a lot of people that I work with are newer to being an entrepreneur and, you know, some of the things that they, you know, come to me and I help them kind of build their confidence to get out there, but there's so many myths in and of itself about building and I don't like to call it get clients because whenever I hear get I always think of chasing something like I'm Mm. gonna go get it right I'm gonna go run after it to chase it down right like get the robber you know like (laughs) I like to say attract because I I like to talk about Instagram or even Facebook but anything like finding connection points because I feel like it's the more connection points you have with people the more they've become your loyal community. So right. like most of the people that I now am friends with on Instagram or that have become my clients started out with something so simple. Like we all had a love of coffee or dogs. And all of a sudden, like, then they post something else and I'm like, oh my God, I read that book too. Oh my gosh, this is, and all of a sudden like you become build this bigger relationship. But when you're first starting out as an entrepreneur, all you're thinking of the strategies, strategies, actions, strategies, and getting the clients and making them money. But talk about, cause you have a very different approach and I, I've taken your amazing course. I'm not even done with it because I'm like, I have to do each module and get into the <laughs> rhythm of it before I go to the next one. Um, but talk about, cause you have a very different approach and view on getting visible, especially on Instagram.
1: So it comes to, the reason it's all started is because I, there had to be a way in my mind, there had to be a way to create a community on Instagram beyond just your profile, I knew there had to be a way. And you know, I tried a bunch of things. I have, you know, I have still take one-on-one clients, and I had people's accounts that I was trying it on. And I just started doing this thing where I would go into the into hashtags and spend time liking photos, commenting on a couple of um, people's profiles. That you know looked like they could be ideal clients, and started noticing that some people would follow me, which was never the goal. I I I also don't care whether my account is huge or not. It's not about that. It's about the engagement. But I also noticed that in the in my analytics, my engagement was going up, meaning the people viewing my profile, you know, my profile in and of itself, and my analytics on each image were going up, Mm -hmm. and. I started realizing that what is happening is that me going in and essentially talking with people in their comments, on their photos and on their profiles was building a, a community. Those people who came in who I had, you know engaged with on their account were like, Okay, who is this person? And you know they come to my bio and they see who I am and what I do. And because I was engaging with people who I thought could be ideal clients, a lot of them, to think, all right, I could definitely follow and use some help from uh, Instagram strategist. Um, and so it just kept building. Um, and that's the same thing that I teach in that course. The, I, teach, I teach exactly what I do. So it starts with optimizing your bio, I think, is the beginning, which is super important because there are only two searchable places on your uh, profile, and that is your headline and your bio. I'm sorry, your headline and your username. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that those are optimized. And then once you have those optimized, you want to make sure that the bio that you're using speaks to exactly who you are, I'm sorry, who you help and what you do for those people because you want them to stick around. You want them to know that they should stay. So once you put that out there and you start getting the people that you're engaging with to come in, going to check out your photos maybe they'll dm you and you don't just pitch them your course your one-on-one services your product you talk with them and and you actually connect with them you know you ask them about themselves and um they probably will ask you questions and i mean i'm not saying give away everything for free you everybody deserves to get paid but there are questions like if someone asks me could you check out my 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 bio i just took your course um, I actually think I asked people to send me their a picture of their bio, but send. I'll take a look at it, and if it's you know good, I'll, I'll tell them that. If it needs any tweaks, some couple of small tweaks, I absolutely make those suggestions because maybe they're not ready for one-on-one services now, mm-hmm. but down the road they might be, or they might have a friend who could benefit from the course that they're taking with me. So. It's all about making it human and making authentic connections with people. Um,
0: exactly. That's kind of how
1: I am in all parts of my life, though.
0: It's like dating, if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Rarely. I mean, I'm sure there are. But it's not like you meet somebody and all of a sudden you're married the next day. Yeah. Right? You get to know each other. Then you, uh, you really feel some of your flaws here. You really, you know, reveal some of your skills and all that. And you see what you have in common. You know, there are sometimes they just fade away and they're not the right. Match, but it is a long game. But none of us made best friends with anybody overnight. I mean, I guess when we're five, you go around being like, Can you be my best friend? Yeah. But like (laughs) in reality, as adults, we don't do that. Yeah. I mean, my best friends I've known for like 15 years, and it was because they were on committees that I was managing and in my nonprofit. But it took years to grow those relationships. And the same thing with Instagram is really getting to know. And I think that's the one thing is people with the whole getting clients thing, what still makes me nauseous about it is because uh, one of the things people think if I put out a post and somebody likes it, like they should buy from it immediately. And that's not how, that's not really how Instagram ever works or any. Any, I mean, commercials don't even work like that. I mean, once in a while, you're like, "Oh my god, I totally need that," but most of the time, (laughs) you see it 14 times before you're like, "Yeah, you know what? Totally need that."
1: Um, and and that is so true. And it's, I can tell you with my mini course that there are people who I have connected with and have been connected with for multiple years before they bought my mini course, Mm -hmm. and my mini course is not high high like it's it's you know very accessible and it still took people knowing me for a couple of years before they're like yeah yeah I need this because one they just weren't ready they weren't in the right spot for it two because they, they hadn't built that maybe in their mind they hadn't built the full connection mm-hmm. um so it definitely it is like dating where you have to just keep meeting and greeting and, you know getting to know people um
0: it's a, that the hashtags is like, um, you know, when you used to go to old networking events, hashtags are kind of like your networking, like when yeah, you through, look at yeah. the hashtag and you're kind of like viewing people's, I usually go with like the pictures that I resonate with. I usually, they always wind up being like service providers or freelancers or something like that. And then like, and you're like, it's kind of like your comment is the like, hi, I'm Katarina. Like you would do in a networking event, like little networking events in each hashtag or every comment that somebody gives you is like kind of like a little neighborhood of, you know.
1: I love that. That is genius that the hashtags are like the start of the networking event. I love that. It's so true. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do you help people feel more comfortable um, showing up? Because it's what I find with, with the clients I work with is, you know, you're you're putting yourself out there. I mean, just like a networking event, but you are, it's vulnerable. And I think there's this mindset that millions of people are going to see you on there. (laughs) The whole world is going to see you, which is interesting because that's actually not how Instagram works. And I mean, I only have 1200 followers and, not even a portion of that see my, my posts on a daily yeah, basis,
1: Unfortunately, yeah. um,
0: but there's this fear of, you know, one, I'm not, how do I do it like everybody else? And two, cause everybody else is so successful at it, which we all know they probably use some gimmicks if they, you know, whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but two, you know, feeling comfortable and authentic on it, which is your approach is being yourself on Instagram. How do you, what would you say to people
1: I think that the Instagram allow is a platform where you can, because if you, if you haven't spent a lot of time on Instagram, then you wouldn't know, but there are so many different niches on Instagram that you, it is mind blowing. My husband, um, has a very different, uh, following you know he doesn't not his following but the people he follows are so different than the people I would ever follow and it it was a complete an industry and art that I never would have even considered and you know the people that I follow are so different than his so making sure you understand that there is room for everyone there and that just because you know you might do something similar to someone else doesn't mean that you're going to bring the same stuff as that person. You're gonna bring different perspectives and different techniques, even if it's the same topic. And as far as getting comfortable being there, it it will take time, but I am someone who likes to rip the band-aid off and just go for it. So if your big fear is going live or if you're you know you're you you want to do a real Reels are not mandatory, but if you really want to do a reel, but you're afraid to put yourself out there, I would say, make it easy for yourself and just, you know, maybe make a reel that talks about your, who you are or make a reel that talks about your services, you know, maybe not selling them, but like, this is what I do for people and just make it super simple. Make your IGTV at five minutes, you don't need to make it super long, just five minutes and just do it. And, and rip off the Band-Aid and just get started. Um, and, can, and you also, can always
0: delete it is what I
1: tell people. Yeah, about. that, yes, absolutely. You can always delete it if you get super uncomfortable. For myself, I have always thought, you know what? If I like me and I like what I'm saying, that's okay that someone out there may not like me and might not like what I'm saying because they don't have to look at this. They don't have to watch this. They can scroll on by. that doesn't mean you're not going to get people haters and trolls and stuff but if you you know what ends up happening is if you do get those haters or trolls you end up having like 10 or 15 people coming and backing you up and and saying yeah 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 (laughs) sticking up for you and whatever so it's there really is no simple way to get comfortable on instagram other than to just do it and and that is literally my best advice is to rip off the band-aid and put out the igtv If you're not a video person, then put out the post, write the post, you know, get emotional, get vulnerable, um, because that's what people connect with. People want to know you. And And they want to know behind the scenes and stuff like that of your business.
0: I think that's the hard thing for people is that, you know, especially when you first start out you're trying to soak up everybody's information and their opinions about how to do it, right? And everybody's like, you got to do video and you got to do this. So all of a sudden you sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, but I don't want to do video. Oh my gosh. And there are all these like neighborhoods on Instagram, like IGTV and Reels and all this. And you think you have to be on all them because you know, then Instagram comes out with the like, you need to have 20 Reels a day and 45. I have Instagram TVs a week, you know, like these (laughs) major numbers. But the thing is like any, if you want to just focus on Pinterest, which is how I started, I blogged into Pinterest. And that's how I grew my email list. Like it'll work. If you Mm -hmm. just want to do posts on Instagram, it'll work. Like if you put the work in and you, you do the engaging part. um, And I think that's a fear that everybody, especially people, I, I work with are introverts, right? So being on, Uh, video is nerve-wracking for them. Like the idea is like, whoa, heck no, I don't want to do that. But I think, you know, you can successfully focus solely on posts and build an entire business from that. I mean, that's how Instagram started before they added all the frivolous other stuff.
1: Absolutely true. Absolutely. Posts are, are very successful. I think I may have maybe, well, that's not true. I've done a bunch of lives, but that was only because I was launching a course. But I very rarely go live, though so I I'm thinking of starting to post work. I would recommend doing carousel posts, which is multiple photos or images together. It does not need to be a um, infographic where every single Thank post. Thank you for helping me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My, like, hey, I can't these infographics. They don't feel good to me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they don't need to be infographics where every single post, or I'm sorry, every single image has a new tip on it. It does not need to be that. You could literally take two photos. I saw picked, um, an account today who did a carousel, and it was the same picture in the first slide and in the second slide. The reason they do this is because Instagram likes carousel posts more than they like regular posts. So just put the extra photo in there. But at the same time. You don't have to. You can just put the one photo. And if you do the engagement and build your community, people will start to come in and they'll view your stuff. It just may not be as fast as if you use carousels, but it will still happen. And there's still going to be people who are interested in your stuff, which is actually the most important part. One of
0: the things I started after I messaged you freaking out going, I can't do this. I can't do all these infograph posts. They're just not me. What I started doing was um, taking either a quote from the post or in my podcast, a quote from the podcast and making that the second image. So just dropping it into a Canva quote you know graphic Mm -hmm. and then the one I like that Alex Beden did recently that I was like I kind of like that in the third or last slide whatever the last slide was was like the question box so it was basically the call to action that was in the post but they did it as an infograph on the last one and I remember coming across it I guess I didn't like any of the other you know how it goes I didn't like any of the other pictures so when I was scrolling again that came up and I'm like That's an interesting thing, and then I realized there's a whole carousel that I missed, and I was like, okay, that's a different way of adding something to the carousel. It's the same action item, just in a graphic form. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and that can absolutely be that. It it can be anything. I mean, keep it. It should you should keep it to the topic in your caption, but it honestly doesn't matter. Carousels are i'm i guess you could say weighted heavier <laughs> right now yeah. than a regular post um don't stretch yourself out trying to think of what to post in that second or third box you know just if all you have and you're getting started the
0: colors of the filters of their pictures or graphics they do the same graphic i see yeah. they use the color or they add a different filter to
1: all the pictures <laughs> yep absolutely it just don't Don't make it stressful for yourself. Make it something that you enjoy doing. Otherwise, you're not going to keep up with it if it just stresses you out.
0: That's a good point because I know I get like that when I, you know, when the trend changes, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram has so many trends that come and go. And the infograph ones are the new one, the fancy one, which thank goodness Canva has all the templates and you just drop these two in. But, you know, for some of us, like that's not my natural... in my mind, that's so complicated. I now have to be strategic to come up with tips to share, you know what I mean, that are mm-hmm. savable, And it gets, it's it's like, you already have to worry about building an engagement. Now I have to worry about the graphics on top of it or the photos. Um, but then, you know, it doesn't have to be. You can just do all photos if you want. You yeah. you don't ever have to do an infograph. You don't ever have to hop on the trend train and uh, and jump right in.
1: definitely do not. I I firmly believe that if you do what you, you would do, what you love on Instagram, as long as you're doing something and you will still grow. I am not, I need to get better at it just because I enjoy doing them. I'm not great at posting on my feed because it takes a lot more thought and I just haven't had the space to think lately, but I'm fantastic at stories because they're easy for me because it doesn't, to be perfect not that my fee has to be perfect because it certainly does not i i can literally come on at the drop of a hat and and say anything easily and so i'm good at stories and i'm still growing not super fast at a very slow rate but i'm still growing because people take value from what i say and then they share it with their community or they share my post or i'm sorry my story with their community and tag me Mm -hmm. and people come back so If you do what you enjoy doing, I believe that you can absolutely be successful on Instagram. And to the people who say, well, I only have 30 followers or I only have 300 followers. It's easy for you to say. It doesn't matter if those 300 or 30 followers are invested in you and what you have to say and what you're teaching them, they will eventually buy from you if, if when the time is right, it it's. And if they don't buy from you, they're influenced by you. I was reminded of this the other day by a friend. Um, she had shared with me, because I don't ever think of myself as um, an expert. I just, I, I I know Instagram really well, but I don't think of myself as an expert at it. And she's like, you influence people. She's And she gave me all these reasons, like examples of how people were influenced by things that I had said. And it just kind of struck me as like, okay, yeah. So I guess I am, I guess I am influencing people. Mm -hmm. So if you have 30 followers or 300 or 10,000 or whatever, you can absolutely be influencing people. And that is what eventually will lead people to buy from you.
0: Well, and you know, it only takes one client. I I actually did a post and an email about this. Like my dad is a, is an entrepreneur. He has been for 40 years. He doesn't have a website. He has no social media. He has no email address. Everything's done on pen and paper. My mom still does his contracts. We growing up, he didn't have we didn't have cell phones back then, right? Until he got an iPhone, the house phone was like, Hello, always oh, at <laughs> home right now. And you get the pad and pencil and you write down the name and like that's how we did business. But he did it, it was all referrals. It was from his friends. Or his former clients and that like, there's a power and like, you just need one person to love you and love what you do. And they're going to share it with other people. Um, And that's, it's kind of the way you actually want your business to roll because you don't have to do a lot of work. If you're just, I call it the loyal community. Like you're like it's kind of like your family in a way, right? They're going to follow you, they're going to watch you. They're not going to care if you have spinach in your teeth. They're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, she's so she's so normal like me. I can relate." Yeah. They're they just want they're just like kind of your friend in a way. Yeah. They, you yeah. know, they want to support you and they want to cheer you on. They want to tag you in their Instagram stories and
1: absolutely. It it's it take the time to get to know people build authentic relationships get you don't have to know everyone obviously there's no way that i know 34 whatever 100 people on instagram i just it's impossible but uh anybody who dms me and it's a genuine dm i spend the time to message them back and respond to them and it's it's worth it because sometimes those people end up being people who message you and say, Hey, I just wanted to check if I'm on your email list yesterday. I had somebody reach out to me and ask that like, it's, and it's because I took the time to help her and get to know her. Yeah. Um, so it's worth it. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it. It's, it's probably the number one thing engage, you know, that do your engagement every day and get to know the people who you engage with. Like when they yeah. respond to you, get to know them.
0: You brought something really interesting. It's like you talk about people, like they're people. Yeah. And we get caught up, especially because everybody's talking about the numbers, right? The number of followers and the, the coveted 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So you can get up the swipe, get the swipe up feature or how many likes and engage and saves. But I remember I, uh, my statistics professor now we're in statistics, it was grad school, like we were supposed to be learning statistics, you know, I don't know if she thought we were going to be statisticians or something, I don't know. (laughs) After after struggling, after failing every test, like she's like, just remember people, stats aren't people. And I'm like, "Uh, after all this, (laughs) you're trying to get us to focus and study stats, and you're telling us they're not people, but they're not, right? They're this arbitrary number made up of averages and stuff. Like they're not actually people. And so that number, if you have a hundred thousand followers, it means nothing if nobody buys it. And we tend to judge ourselves based off of this number that actually has in the Instagram world has nothing to do with us. It has to do with this like this algorithm kind of thing where it has nothing to do with us, but we put our self-worth and our you know, if we're good enough based on, oh, I don't have a hundred thousand followers. Well, you know, I know people with a hundred thousand followers that get the same amount of likes and comments on their posts that I do at 1200 followers. Absolutely, And it's, I think it it hurts everybody's confidence in their imposter syndrome because they put so they're, they're basically putting their self-worth on that number.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is you have to keep the algorithm happy You can't ignore it completely. I would love to say that don't worry about the algorithm, just do your thing. And I mean, you certainly could, you certainly could, but your success is going to take a little bit longer just because if you don't keep the algorithm happy, it's not going to show your stuff. So you have to do your engagement. That's the the five minutes of liking and the hashtags and the five minutes of, you know, going through and then commenting on some people's posts and five minutes in your opening feed. But then beyond that, once the people start rolling in, and I shouldn't say rolling because it isn't like you're going to have hundreds of followers every day following you unless you you know have a post go viral. But when people start coming in, take the time to get to know them if they're genuinely real people because you're going to get people who follow you who are you know, sleazy gross men who just are want (laughs) to, Hey, sugar, honey, you want to, here's $10,000, you know, or something like that. Like those sorts of things, obviously ignore those accounts, but if you have a real account come in and follow you, get to know them. It's okay to send them a message when they first follow you. Don't make it, you want to buy this, say, Hey, thanks for the follow. Um, if you're, you know, for somebody like myself, I'd say, Hey, thanks for the follow. Um, maybe I'd ask where they found me or, um, what part of Instagram is their biggest struggle? Mm -hmm. And I would just start there. And because I'm not trying to sell them anything, I just want to get to know them. I usually get a pretty good response. Some people just ignore them, but those are usually the people who are following, doing follow for follow anyway. So I don't want them anyway. They can just go on their merry way.
0: Well, brings have a good point because a lot of times, especially in business, because we're so in the mode of getting more clients, we forget to nurture. And I think about it this way. If you have a storefront and your Instagram's your storefront mm-hmm. and you have people in your store, why are you standing outside the store trying to get more people to come in when you have people already looking at your stuff here, Absolutely. when you can Absolutely. nurture them right here? I mean, that would just be, they're all just going to leave at some point, Right. <laughs>
1: and That that's another thing that you, you know, you, what you mentioned is, so obviously you want to go out and engage in hashtags and everything, but you also want to spend time with the people who like your posts already. Even if you are only getting five likes on a photo, it is important for you to go and connect with those people. You don't have to do it every day, maybe every time you post, but going in and, you know, to their profiles and and liking some of their photos some of them will be private accounts so you won't even be able to do anything anyway but if they're a public account and and there's somebody that either would make a really great friend or a good client potential client comment on their stuff like their photos follow them if you're interested in them only only if you're interested don't do follow for follow um but keep those people who are already invested in your stuff there. Show them that you genuinely appreciate them.
0: Yeah. And you never know, you know, we, we talk about Instagram as like, you know, attracting clients and getting, you know, for the business, but a lot, some people that I've connected to on Instagram, I've done clubhouse rooms with, have been on my podcast. I've been on their podcast. Like there's, you know, it doesn't, you never know what they might have a friend that needs your service, you know, so, so not always looking at them as a potential client, just looking at them as a human being and getting to know them. You never know what it's going to become um, down the line. You never know what the connection is. You know, I always think like the universe connects people for a reason. Mm-hmm. You just kind of just follow If they're constantly following you or commenting on your stuff, like get to know them because there's a reason you were connected to them.
1: Yep, absolutely. And the that human aspect that you mentioned is so important. So important. It's more there it doesn't there's collaborations, there's just endless possibilities for you and another person. So mm-hmm. don't just mark it off as if they didn't buy from me, they're not a somebody I want to engage with because the buying part will, if it's meant to be, will happen. Um, as long as you keep getting to know the person and you you're to every publicly putting your offers out there. If the person is interested, they'll buy.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So what are the things, um, you know, I know I follow you on Instagram stories, so I know like you do personal development reading. You also love fiction books and stuff, Mm -hmm. but what has helped you in your, as an entrepreneur with your mindset? How have you, you know, what are the things you've done? What are the, you know, shifts that you've had to make?
1: Um, so I deal with imposter syndrome a lot and that I've had help. I had a coach, um, a couple of years back that I worked with for a lot of years. Um, and then journaling is a big part of my practice. Um, sometimes I will use a prompt to journal. Other times it's more putting out what is on my mind and then trying to reframe it. If it's super negative, mm. um, and then I also talk to friends about it. That might might sound cliche, but if my mindset is in the dumps, um, I think it was, was it yesterday? I think I put something in my stories about, you know, my mindset. I was just not feeling great. And I had, I mean, you responded and gave me some great, um, feedback. And then I had a couple of other people respond too. Um, I just look for support outside support. You know, my husband obviously is a great source of that, but if it's sometimes when it's business related, I like to bring it to Instagram and the people on there, because so many of the people I follow are other business owners. Yeah. Um, and they can understand that a little bit better. Um, so I would say having a coach that deals with mindset, I mean, they, they can be a business coach, but no, somebody who knows mindset and can help with that. And then journaling were probably the biggest too, yeah. with having the support from my friends on Instagram and, you know, people in real life too, my parents and my husband and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that inner circle is Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm glad cuz when I first started out as a coach, I got out of coaching school by myself. I did actually hire one of my instructors to be my coach because I was like I no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um but then I wound up I wanted to learn how to blog and do Pinterest and I I wound up in like one of those funnels, you know, like mm-hmm. oh, I'll download this boot camp and then I wound up mm-hmm. in like It was like $1 upgrade to join a membership. I didn't even know what a membership was. I was like, well, $1, I can, uh, sure, I'll see how it goes. And it was like, everybody was building businesses. And it was one of the best things I kind of fell into because I never even looked at the bootcamp I bought for $7 because I was in this group and I was like, oh my gosh, the support of, you know, deer in headlights have no idea what I'm doing And every time I stumbled, I could get in there and be like, okay. And there was a coach running it. And I could be like, okay, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. This happened. This is not happening. What am I focusing on? Priceless to be able to, with people either going through it or have gone through it. I mean, this podcast came from me joining a mastermind. I never thought I could do, I I was like, I can't do a podcast. I'm not a reporter or a journalist. I'm not a celebrity. Who am I to host a podcast? I don't have a following. (laughs) and everybody in the mastermind was starting podcasts and i was like well i guess uh, you know there they can show me how to do it and i did it and you know but for the longest time i was like i wrote it off as like uh, who am i to do that i'm i'm a nobody but you know if i didn't have that group i wouldn't have seen this other avenue
1: oh yeah absolutely they having i there are people who are still i'm still connected with that were there when i first started as an entrepreneur and I, I, it's a, it's crazy to look at them and where they are in business and then my myself too, and how far we've come and to talk about that sort of thing. Or do you remember when? Yeah, Inner Circle. Is, and, and this goes for any business. It, you don't even have to be on Instagram. You just need to have those people who are gonna be there. And when you're feeling really crappy and you're like, I'm done, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, okay, Every what's going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> every other day we're all like Dad, I can't do it
1: especially right now yeah what's going on what is really going on <laughs> let's talk this out yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah journaling has been lifesaver and that was actually the first thing that when I was in nine to five it was really 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 depressed and I remember multiple people were like you have to journal and I hated to write I even had a, I went to a not a psychic, like a medium or something. She's like, you're going to write a lot and you need to write more and you're going to be writing. And I was like, lady, I hate writing. There's no (laughs) way this is right. You are so wrong. And now like journaling is like, and I will, I don't necessarily write for long. I used to write a long time. Sometimes I just need a few lines to work it out. And I'm like, okay, good. I, I, I got it. But it's, you're right. Like getting it out of here. And putting it on paper gives your brain a, a moment up here i kind of like move things around oh i don't need to focus on that oh the world's ending oh whatever and then you put it on paper and say, oh, that's so bad oh okay Yep. yeah okay once it's
1: out it's it's like the the uh steam on a pot a teapot you know yeah, yeah yeah where you turn the nozzle or whatever and it lets all that steam out it's kind of what this does you know i brain dump something sometimes i'll brain dump whatever's on my mind and then Like I said reframe it and afterward I feel so much better and it's just unbelievable that I thought I can't do this I can no longer do this and I wrote you know all I did was write some sentences on a piece of well I use my iPad but I wrote some sentences down and then I look back and I'm like huh I feel pretty good now
0: yeah yeah. well I think it's like you know if you think about it we're so used to the digital world but everything you type and it comes up really fast but writing takes it stop has to stop your brain because your brain has to slow up to write it and mm-hmm. it gives the, your brain like that moment. It's kind of like when you have the aha moments whenever you walk away. Like you'll be outside. Yes. Sometimes a lot of times it happens while I'm in the shower or like. Oh yeah. It, like random times where I'm not focusing on anything, and all of a sudden, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. Oh, I could totally fix it like this, or I could totally do this instead. It's when we slow up our brain and get kind of get out of our own way.
1: Yep. Um, and Absolutely. And journaling
0: does that because you're you have to slow down to write it out.
1: I never thought of it that way. I just, that makes a lot of sense because the aha's aha come to me the same way and I never related that one to the other. But you're right. Yeah. Absolutely right.
0: Going down. Yeah. Yeah. So any any tips you want to leave entrepreneurs, things you've learned on along, along the way that are like, just remember this.
1: <laughs> um, I guess I think my biggest tip would be to not... Get frustrated when you put content out there and you don't see a huge return on investment right away. Because Instagram takes time to you know get to know you or or if you put something out and have a great response and then you know for the next week you don't. Just keep doing the same thing. Well, not the exact same thing. You know, what I mean is keep doing your engagement, keep connecting with people and you're gonna see growth. It's going to happen even if it's slow, every time those numbers in your analytics turn green, it's a celebration. even if it's point zero one or well, I don't think it goes like that, but 0 point one mm-hmm. that point one percent increase is important. so don't ignore it and just keep going. And if you need you know help or you know you need guidance and something, reach out and you connect with me and you can ask me send me a DM. Um, because it doesn't, it doesn't come easy. It is time consuming, but it is also really rewarding when you build those relationships. Instagram is my favorite place to be and not so much for the mindless scroll anymore. It's just being able to connect with the people that are on there. Yeah. And I, I hope that I want other people to experience that too.
0: Yeah. It's kind of fun when you do like an, like I'll do fun, playful posts and and posts like, a fun action, you know, Mm -hmm. call to action. And you learn so much about people, like whether they like dogs or cats or how they got started as an entrepreneur or like their favorite vacation. And like, you're like, oh my gosh, I love Disney too. Or- you get to know people and it's so nice to know people.
1: Yes. Especially
0: in the isolated world we're in now. (laughs) It's just nice to like, oh, people are like me. I'm not so different. Because you talk about imposter syndrome. A lot of times, you know, we feel different or not qualified. But when you start to connect to people and realize you had these connection points, like people are like me. I'm not so different. I'm not so, um, you know, I am qualified. You know, those. it's kind of like, the validation you get even from one comment is worth everything, whether they buy from you ever or not. It's like, it's like a little, I think of confidence as a jar and like, you just keep putting in the validations so that your jar keeps filling up. So your confidence keeps filling up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you and follow you and talk a little bit about your course too? Cause I highly recommend the course. It's amazing. Thank
1: you. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm always at. It is at Jillian finding happy. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> oh, tickle. All of a sudden. Um, and for the, as for the course, um, it is a five-day course right now. And each video is, I believe, under 15 minutes. So it's super bite sized Um, and you can get through it all in one day if you wanted to, or take it slow, which is absolutely okay too. Um, you're going to learn how to optimize your bio. You learn how to find the right hashtags for yourself. Um, then you learn how to engage within hashtags and with bigger accounts. And you actually get my, Engage Like a Boss formula, which is a step-by-step process that I use on my clients' accounts. And I've helped clients go from 5K to 30K in about a year and a half. I mean, like I said, it's time-consuming, but still possible. And it's all in there. And it's super cheap for $49. And um, I said, and a lot in there. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> that and- I it's It works, it really works, and I want people to experience the possibilities by learning this you know it it's mm-hmm. there there's a method to the madness that actually works,
0: yeah, I remember when i I bought it right before Christmas, and I haven't been as consistent as you know which happens in life yeah of course <laughs> um, the first I think it was like two and a half weeks, I went up almost by. I want to say it was like 50 followers or something. And my, my account hadn't grown in a year, like up and down by 10 is what it was doing. Um, and I grew and I didn't lose that many from, you know, since I was after Chris, you know, before Christmas mm-hmm. um, and it was, and but the re- legit relationships that I now still watch those people's Instagram stories. And I comment on their posts because you know, I spent the time to build a relationship, yep. followed your steps and the, your hashtag uh, video was so good. I think I wound up with like, I did what you said. And I went up with like 400 hashtags.
1: Oh my God, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Cause, cause I, I, I crazy. I then went into Instagram and looked them up and how many posts were under them. And then I made a column of all 400 with the, how many posts. <laughs>
1: That And that is, when I do hashtag research for people, that's what I do too. It's it's worth it though, because then you know whether you want to use it all the time, or if it's just one you throw in there when it fits. I I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Star student.
0: (laughs) It's time consuming to look up all 400 and find out how many posts were underneath
1: them. (laughs) Yeah, it is, but it's worth it, right? Now you don't have to do that every time.
0: No, now I'm in the process of making the groups, Mm -hmm. uh, groups of hashtags. And that's uh, that's a process. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. It's I highly recommend the course for sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for for joining and sharing all of this wisdom. I I I, I think this will help a lot of people with um with that fear, not just the fear of showing up, but how complicated Instagram can seem and how superficial it sometimes comes across that there is an authentic way to do it that can feel good for you. Like I'm not into the tricks and the, that, that always felt sleazy to me, but this feels like I'm just making friends with people. I'm just finding, you know, haha, look at your your kid's so cute. Or, oh my gosh, I did that the other day, you know, exactly. and all of a sudden you have a relationship and all of a sudden, you know, they're in your loyal community is what I like to call it.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's what it should be. thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You're such, you're so fun to talk to.
1: (laughs) Thank you.
0: All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I want to invite you to join me for the Confident Entrepreneur Bootcamp coming up from March 29th till April 2nd. This is a five-day group coaching program where you'll ditch your mental clutter, like we just talked about, and your imposter syndrome thoughts and ignite your confidence so you can make a bigger impact in your business. We'll identify your limiting beliefs, how they're sabotaging your business success, and focus on how you are truly qualified and capable of attracting and helping your dream clients in your business. So click the link in the description to sign up. And I can't wait to see you there. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on the podcast so you get notified of the latest episodes right when they launch. I'll see you all next time. Bye.